0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion Andy Groneman and friends as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network.
1: Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we want to get you grilling and chilling with the best barbecue on your block. I'm your host, Andy G., along with the man behind the scenes, our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host and barbecue expert, who in a recent poll of 1,000 listeners was voted most likely to hoard the eggnog, Todd Johns. That is amazing. We have 1,000 listeners? <laughs> when did this happen? And all of them know that
2: you're an eggnog hoarder. I am. Love the nog, baby. Love
3: the nog. Well... We are timeout, ex- timeout. <laughs> I got to j- We have a thousand. List- we are heard in over 1000 towns and Uh-oh. cities for Christ. if we don't have a We've thousand T-bone's feelings, we're in big trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just getting started and hurt T-bone's feelings.
1: Yes, yeah, see T-bone, he was just poking fun at me. It's fine. He wasn't he wasn't poking fun at you, Mr. Producer. Oh, well then, that's okay. Continue. Yeah, don't cut my All pay. Right. Well, we're excited to have a returning guest today, the self-proclaimed winningest man in barbecue, Myron Mixon, and whether it's all his barbecue knowledge, his smokers and grills, his TV or YouTube presence, he's always got some good info to share. You can check him out at MyronMixon.com, and if you want to follow him on the social media world, uh, on Facebook, he's Lord of Q, and on Instagram, you just go to at Myron.Mixon. And then in our fourth segment we're going to talk to Todd a little bit about cooking with vinegars. Yeah, the the
2: acid component.
1: We like that.
2: Yeah, it go, you know, there's a, a lot of acid, a lot of vinegar use in barbecue and sauces and marinades and different things. And so, uh, but there's a lot of different vinegars out there to explore. So maybe you and I can talk a little bit about what some of our favorites are and what we like to kind of use acid and, and yeah, I mean, not LSD spa- acid, I'm talking about Whoa, vinegar,
4: dropping vinegars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to go leave nah, from there. I don't know t- why I went right there. there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm biting my lips. So, why not just go ahead and move to an Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you by Plowboys Fin and Feather Seafood and Poultry Rub, which, of course, you can get at all things barbecue over at atbbq.com. And I always do like to throw in a shameless plug that you can get yourself a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt if we use your question on air. So, send those questions through our Facebook page or email T-Bone directly over at the Barbecue Radio Network site. T-Bone, what do you got for us? This is from Rich Knapp in Highland Mills, New York. Thank you, Rich. Have, have, have you been there? I, Highland Mills is not a name that I'm familiar with. Okay, It's a really tiny, tiny town. I was going to say, there's so many little places up and yeah. down that I, I don't think I've been to that one.
3: It's uh, It's actually just outside of West Point.
2: Oh well, then all I right. probably yeah. have been
3: there. You might have been there. So
2: yeah, our buddy Sean.
1: Yeah, I'm, that we're area. all over up there.
3: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful area. Andy, yes, sir. This is this is to the point. Flare ups. Spray bottle with
2: water or no? I've been told both. So the f- this is not the hemorrhoid question that you <laughs> typically get. Yeah, right. Different right? flare ups, Andy. <laughs> to- <laughs>
1: so so a preparation h spray bottle is not no so in all seriousness boy todd's on a (laughs) he's on a whammer tonight man he's just going to town over there somebody give him some acid to drop i don't know the cream on (laughs) never mind it it puts the lotion yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. flare-ups not exactly a a great holiday movie but okay (laughs) um Flare ups, I avoid water. I mean, if you think about what's causing the flare up, grease is hitting the coals and igniting. And typically, if you spray water on that, it's going to excite the grease, spread it further. And also, the coals are probably going to throw ash and jump all over the place. I mean, Todd, what are your thoughts yep.
2: on that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's if it, if your spray bottle is definitely set to like project too much, you're going to sp- splash the grease around and stuff. Maybe a fine mist to keep it down. I don't know.
1: Typically, if, if I want to control a flare up, I'm going to use air to do yeah. that. So if I've got my grill lid open and my coals are starting to heat up um, and I've got like steaks on there or something or chicken that's got fatty skin, that's going to drip and create those flame ups. Um, I'm going to put the lid back on to dampen that airflow so that I can keep the the flames at bay that way. Uh, That's usually the easiest way to do it because, again, especially if I'm spritzing a lot to try and knock down flames – as the water hits those coals, it's going to create steam and bring steam and dust from the coals up onto the food. Yeah, that too. And
2: then you might be spraying your food too, which isn't what you're wanting to be doing yeah. maybe at that point. Yeah, so. I don't want a
1: bunch of ash all over my food. Yep. So I try and use air to control that. And you can see, especially if you're if you're using a charcoal fire, you can tell when that grill is open that your coals are starting to get hotter. And you just need to control that airflow. Uh, depending on the cooker... Um, you might even close your airflow from the bottom or wherever your air inlets are when you open the top so that you don't create. Oh, that's more a good dry. tip.
2: Because I'm thinking about like a ceramic cooker, a Kamado Joe, a big green exactly. egg. And, you know, we've talked about you have to burp those, meaning you lift the lid just like an inch, let a little bit of that air out, and then lift the lid all the way up. That way it doesn't, you know, backfire on you because it'll combust all of that air and smoke that's in there but i like i like the tip of closing the bottom damper on something like that to restrict the air as you're in there because those ceramics will flare up they get hot real fast i mean they love they oxygen it once they get yes the heat, they
1: hold it uh, but you can even do that with a weber kettle those holes on the bottom if you just turn that before mm-hmm. you open it it's going to keep the air from running up from underneath up through the grates and so it helps some if you have the lid open you're still gonna have to tend that a little bit but that's a good way to kind of manage through that
2: yeah air is a good tip air, air management's a good tip um and then sometimes once you get that hot spot it's hard to kind of tame it back down you might just need to find another place to put your food
1: well and you brought up a good point on the ceramics especially when you're cooking hotter every time you go to open that You've built up combustibles in that upper Mm -hmm. area, and you have to burp that lid or you're going to lose your eyebrows. Uh, I've I've seen it happen so many times. People get all excited and fire up their egg and throw some steaks on it and just – rip the door it's a cool it's
2: a cool party trick (laughs)
1: yeah and it just rolls a little burp of flame right out of the hood as you open it which takes all the hair off your face (laughs) that's right Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm glad todd
3: brought that up that's that's the backdraft because you've you've got heat in there Mm -hmm. intense heat you've got fuel in there and both of them are looking anywhere for some oxygen, oxygen yeah. And so I, that I it know can we're, burn.
1: I know we're kind of past Rich's question, but that just reminds me of something I should mention for, for folks with pellet cookers as well. Sometimes uh, if your pellets are struggling to ignite or if the pit has gone out and it's still feeding pellets and you get a bunch of really heavy smoke inside the pit, sometimes all it needs is that little burst of oxygen to ignite and it'll ignite that whole darn plume of smoke because that is very much like what you would find in say a um a uh oh what's the big grain silos um oh like an elevator yeah like a grain elevator elevator elevator. elevator and you get all that dust from your grain going in a little sparkle and a little spark will ignite that whole grain elevator and blow it up this is the same idea you've got such density in that smoke you let that oxygen in and there's a little spark down in the fire pot and boom yep I've seen lids blown off of uh, those things before because of that we we've we've
2: had a friend now this was propane, which is a little different, but we've had a friend that had a a massive uh, cooker explode and door hit him across his driveway yeah so. yeah
1: it was that was uh pretty wild well. Next segment, we are going to be talking with world champion pitmaster master and TV celebrity and barbecue ambassador Myron Mixon. Uh, but Rich Knapp, I want to thank you for your question. We're going to get a shirt headed to you in Highland Mills. Highland Mills. Products. All right, at in Luke Highland Mills, New York, we're going to get that T-shirt headed your way. Coming up, you can check out everything Sterling Myron's Smith got right to offer at his on website, MyronMixon.com. Coming up, it's Myron right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like.
4: We build a grill. Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill. Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing. We build the grill.
1: Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy G, along with T-Bone, our executive producer, and my co-host and barbecue expert, Todd Johns. And we've got a returning guest this week, and as I said last segment, he is the winningest man in barbecue, over 200 grand championships. He's a world championship multiple times over, and category wins like crazy. I like to call him the most diversified man in barbecue because between his TV appearances as the host of Smoked or on Pitmasters. His cooker, seasonings, cookbooks, his classes. You can check it all out at Myronmixon.com over at his website. And you can keep up with him on social media, on Instagram at Myron.Mixen. The man is a true ambassador of barbecue in every sense. Welcome to the show, Myron. Glad to be here, brother. Well, we are uh, just rolling out of Thanksgiving and rolling uh, into the Christmas holiday season. How are you doing? How's everything going? I saw you released... Uh, your class for 2024, your barbecue school out over the holidays. How's that looking?
5: It's looking great. Uh, Right now we've booked up through, uh, we're booking September 24. So everything between now, every month between now and September 2024 is booked.
1: Yeah, I went out and looked. It looked like you had a full slate already. So people are buying it for the holidays. So you need to go out and check out the website. Uh, What do they get when they come to that class? Because you do so much in your classes.
5: Well, the class is all hands-on. We cook over 800 pounds of meat for the class, and we cover whole hog. We cover uh, shoulders, pork ribs, beef ribs, pork loin, tri-tip, brisket, chicken, turkey. Uh, You know, we cover all the gamut of proteins, and again, it's all hands-on. And at the end of the class, what we don't eat during the class, the class goes from Friday afternoon through Sunday by one thirty, they get to take it home with them.
1: Yeah, you can't beat that. that no, you that, can't beat
5: that.
2: Yeah, that is that is the uh from from beginning to end of everything you need to know about about cooking some proteins there.
1: Well, I, I, and perennially, your classes always sell out like that. You post them up, and then they just sell. So that's not a big surprise. But you know, you're also the mayor of Unadilla, right? And what does that get for you for the holidays? You get to do all kinds of fun stuff, I'd imagine.
5: Oh, sure. I just got reelected for my uh, third term in Which, November. Congratulations. We also, oh, thank you very much. But we get to do parades. We uh, matter of fact, this past weekend, we just did our, on Saturday, we did our City of Unidad annual Christmas parade. And uh, as usual, it was always a lot of fun. Uh, giving out candy to the kids. We still do it. A lot of places don't hand out candy to the kids during parades, but we do it. And uh, they're lying in the street wanting those suckers and candies and greasy Cups and whatever else you're it out to them. They're ready for it. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: I mean, that's the whole point. If you're a kid and you go to a parade, you want to get the stuff coming out of the uh, parade cars and floats, right? I,
5: <laughs> You'll never, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, but you've got a lot of uh, parades now. Especially right the bigger ones, they don't let them throw candy out. And I'd be like, you know, screw that. Why I want to go down there and watch that? <laughs> You'll That's-
2: never throw a rib out to them, do you?
5: No, I don't ever throw a rib out to them. <laughs> On- only during election time and election right. is over so that they don't get that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When it's election season, it's pork sandwiches for everybody.
1: That's right. <laughs> Well, and then you also do the, you've done the Fantasy of Lights in Gatlinburg a few times too.
5: Yeah. Uh, I've been Grand Marshal now three times. I just did it this past, a uh, couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's always fun. We got a second home up there. And uh, one day, uh, I don't know when that'll be, that'll wind up being my permanent home. I hope my wife loves it up there, but it's Gatlinburg is a great town. And uh, everybody, I mean, it's a lot of folks there all the time. But really, truly, they don't have it like 3,300 residents, actual residents of Gallenberg. So it's not a big city population wise. It's just so many people there all the time hmm. wanting to enjoy the great smokies and all the things that Gallenberg and surrounding area like Pigeon Forge uh, has to offer. And, uh, but it was an honor. I mean, I love it because the fantasy of lights of Gallenberg has been the number one and in the top five. Uh, parades christmas parades of the country i mean it's it's pretty cool well i'd
1: seen some pictures of it It looked like it was a pretty amazing parade and the float that they had you on looked pretty nice so
5: <laughs> it was I, I had my uh queen wave down where i could have the wrist twist <laughs> <laughs> You got to do that as the grand marshal. You got to put on all the airs, right? <laughs> Correct. You got to put on all the airs that Myron is known for. I'm such a right. <laughs> kind of guy. Now, now, you say
1: that. I mean, I, I will say that probably one of the first times that you and I met at the Jack, you get to wear so many hats. And I know I said this early in the segment, but you, you are truly an ambassador of barbecue In my mind, because you talk to everybody, whether it's the the woman that has bought your cookbook and wants to talk about recipes or whether it's somebody that's coming up to talk details about a cooker or whether somebody wants to get you to trash talk a little bit like you're on Pitmasters. I mean, I I watched you. Somebody would come by. We were when we were next to you for those couple years at the Jack. Somebody would come by and say, oh, is Myron around? Is Myron around? And you're the, the rest of the crew would figure out you know, what they were after. And then you came up ready to talk about what they were after. You never turned anybody away.
5: Think uh, about it, I learned a long time ago. Uh, I've been very blessed and very lucky. And a lot of it has to do with the TV show. You know, probably 90% of it. Folks watching the show and, and I appreciate them so much. They, could, they don't have to buy my stuff. They don't have to watch my shows, but they choose to. And I've got time for anybody that loves Meyer, and I love them back. I'll take a picture. I'll sign whatever. I'll talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. Uh, I even have some come up to me and want me to say something ugly because they see <laughs> me on Pitmasters. They say, say something ugly. And I'm like, get the hell up out of here. Black. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, you got to take time with people. I mean, not because it's just necessarily uh, – that they're buying things from it but be nice it's a lot easier to be nice than it is to be ugly
2: well and that's how you become a an ambassador of barbecue or ambassador of anything your your hometown or whatever so
1: yeah I, I mean it, it spills over into into all that you do and uh it just it, it popped into my head as you were saying that that you know i've just seen that so many times and there's just uh that you truly have that you know, natural sense of people and you engage with them. And it's just good to see that with as many things as you've got going on. Like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's just great to see that. Um, so one of the things that I was interested in, cause I haven't played with one yet is your pellet cookers. What do you think about those? I I've used the, the water pits and I've used the uh, gravity pits, but I've never used one of your
5: pellet pits the uh, pellet smokers are something we designed probably we're in our eighth year maybe eighth year of doing them we've already had our H2O's which are our water pack smokers and we've also had our gravity charcoal smokers and we got into the pellet line also and uh, the cook chamber inside them is something unique as compared to others where the smoke comes up and it rolls and it has go up into our what we call a hollow wall in the back where it goes up and out in other words, it makes the smoke stay longer in the cook chamber.
1: Yep. Well, let's hit on that. I want to talk about that next. And we are going to come back with Myron Mixon next, right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNetwork.com.
1: Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host Pitmaster Todd Johns, our executive producer T-Bone, and I'm Andy G., and we're back talking with world champion pit master, Myron Mixon. Not only is he a world champion, but he shares all that knowledge as well on his YouTube channel. He's got dozens of videos over there. So go check out his YouTube channel at Myron Mixon Barbecue Pit Master. And you can check out those videos. And of course, we were talking about his amazing line of cookers. He's got everything from water cookers to gravity pits and pellet pits. And, and we were starting to talk about kind of the airflow in those pellet pits, so I wanted to jump right back in there. Welcome back, Myron. Glad to be back with you. Tell us a little bit more about the pellet pits. We were getting right to the end of our last segment, and I really wanted to kind of understand you were talking about how the airflow is different in those, and you've got that double wall back.
5: Yes. Uh, our, our design on our cook chamber is totally different than anybody else's, where most of the time the pot's are in the middle where you generate the heat that uh, burns your pellets hits your shield, smoke comes around the shield and goes right out, most of the time, a stack on the top. Well, the thing is with ours, the stacks are in the back, but we also have a double wall where the smoke has the roll and it's got a vent at the bottom of that secondary wall and the smoke has to go up through it and then back out. So you're making the smoke prolong and stay in there longer because that's always been a complaint about pellet cookers. Regardless of whose it is, whose pellets you're using, et cetera, it always is I don't get enough smoke flavor. Well, that's one of the ways we compensate for that, to make the smoke stay inside the cook chamber as long as possible. And you're doing that,
1: when you roll that smoke through there, is that actually slowing down the, the exit of the smoke? Does your stack kind of keep that? Yes. So so you're getting more of that smoke <laughs> penetration because you got a longer smoke in the pit. Um do you, do you have a, a particular pellet that you like to use with that to really get that best uh, flavor out of it?
5: Of course I do mine.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite pellet that we uh, manufacture and sell is my peach. I love peach. See, I knew you were going to uh, say peach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted well, to I'm going to tell you the, the raw materials to do peach pellets, we used to do them, and we just couldn't sustain about enough pellets. And now we got some orchards are all giving us access to more of it. So we brought back our peach pellets. I love them. Peach, peach wood gives you a unique flavor that they, is not close to anything else. And I it's mean, really your signature. Of, it is. It's my signature. But peach wood smoke has got a total different flavor. All the smoke that comes off all the different hardwoods, fruit woods. of course, they're different. But peach stands out. It's very, very different, and uh, different in a great way.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So that was that was really I hadn't had a chance to cook on on those pits yet, and I've cooked on your other pits, and and I really enjoy your gravity cookers. But uh, I had not played with the pellets yet, and uh, so that's good to know. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit. We're headed into the holidays. What does Myron Mixon do for the holidays for dinners? What What's your uh, Christmas dinner looking like?
5: Well, the thing about it is, at Christmas dinner, we're going to have probably 25 or 30 people here at my house in Unadilla. And, you know, you want your barbecue to be the best it can be. And to be the best it can be, you got to cook it the day up. Well, you got a lot of things going on on Christmas Day. You're in here opening up presents with your, your immediate family before everybody else gets here at lunch. And you got other things that's got to be prepared, your side items, whatever is going on the table with them. And you really, truly don't have time to be out there trying to cook the meats that everybody wants. And those are going to be the brisket, the pork butts, and your turkey. I mean, everybody's wanting those meats. Now, the only thing that I cook the day of, protein-wise, is the turkey. Everything else, I cook ahead of time. I'll cook my pulled pork, I cook my brisket, and I vacuum seal it when I take it off the smoker and break it down in the boilable uh, vacuum seal bags so that way when it comes day of i can drop it down in a pot of boiling water for about 20 minutes bring it out pan it it's just as good as the day when we cooked. It. that's a fact your vacuum sealer is your friend not only just don't bring your back meat like we're talking about but your vacuum sealer is your friend when you're injecting if you got the day most of the time when you inject it's immediate but if you've got the time like injecting briskets or butts if you've got the time, vacuum seal it, let it sit in the fridge overnight, then put it on the next day. It takes it and elevates that flavor profile from good to great. But a vacuum seal is good, like I said, not only on the boiling, the boilable side where you're bringing it back, but also on the side where you're prepping and getting ready to cook.
1: Yeah, you're pulling all of that. When you pull that air out of the chamber, you're opening up all the pores of that meat and letting that – that, uh, uh, injection work its way through the meat. So you're definitely going to get a lot more flavor penetration, mm-hmm. a lot that more movement of that liquid around. Yeah.
5: The, uh, yes, it is. And but getting back to doing on the day of, you know, how many folks want to sit out there, which why cook my briskets in five hours still? You got to sit out there and monitor and watch it and cook it, slice it, have it ready before everybody starts coming in the house. It's already a hell of a hectic day. And you don't need that on top of everything else. Well, you can just vacuum seal it a couple of three days beforehand, then bring it back for the day of.
1: Yeah, and and the nice thing about those vac bags, after you've broken it down and sliced it and done that, it heats up so quick in the bag, and you're just plating and going. You don't have to do any mm. any real work to get it back to a a, a warmer temp to slice where it's going to not tear. Um, but you said you do your turkey the day of. Tell us
5: a little bit about that. Turkey and chicken are harder to hold and maintain. Now, pulled chicken, pulled turkey, yeah, you can break it down ahead of time, vacuum seal it, put it in the bags, be ready to go. But if you're trying to save that skin and have crusty, crispy skin, it degrades if you vacuum seal it. It just does. And uh, there's no way to prevent that. So I like to do my turkeys the day of, and that way we've got the right skin, meat's moist, takes a couple, two and a half hours on the pellet smoker, cooking at 300. So uh, let it rock on, but it ain't like doing the brisket and everything else. I can do a couple of turkeys and be good to go. Yep,
1: that, that makes perfect sense. So what's your favorite side? What side dish are you putting out every Christmas, no matter what?
5: Mm. Probably that I'm doing would be the peach barbecue beans.
2: Well, right. tell us about that.
5: <laughs> peach barbecue beans. Uh, it's in my first cookbook, smoking. I've been doing peach barbecue beans a long time. But it's uh, made up of bush baked beans. I don't go on there and do the soaking of the navy beans. You know, I tell people all the time, oh, but you got it out of a can. I said, let me tell you something. Bush baked beans, folks, has been making bush beans. Uh, baked beans long before any of us were ever born They wrote the damn book Don't cry to go in and recreate it And get caught up in this Try of farm to the table on a bush-baked bean You need to that's right. You know, you need to stay in your damn lane With a farm to the table You can't do a, a bush-baked bean Farm to the table But I do bush-baked beans Peach pie filling I put a little uh, chopped pimento pepper out of the jar For color, that's all
1: and that pimento, it'll give a little bit of uh, that great, kind of that pepper flavor into it too. It, it, it does, passes it that does. through.
5: But if you ever make my peach barbecue beans, peach pie filling, bush baked beans, and a couple jars of pimento pepper,
1: yeah, I've, it's I've, a damn, home. And it's that's home it, that's in smoked. That's in your first book.
5: Yeah, it's smoking.
1: Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna
5: go look and that then you up. you can change it up. You can change it up. And put in apple pie filling.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, Todd, guess what?
5: Well, you're not. Todd
1: was usually over at my place for Christmas. Not this year. He's not gonna be. But thank you so much, Myron. And don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Myron to see what cool things he's up to. And check out his website, MyronMixon.com, and you can pick up some of those world championship winning barbecue seasonings and sauces. You need to go over there and pick up. You know, grab the whole slew of cookbooks. Uh, and, you know, my favorite, the last one we were talking about was the newest cookbook, the Keto Cookbook. So you definitely want to check that out as well. Sign up for his 2024 barbecue school. And that is the gift that keeps on giving. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Todd right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
4: We build a grill, Holstein. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill. Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing. We build the grill.
1: Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills and, of course, my favorite corn roasters. And don't forget their mobile event and catering rigs. You can check them all out at HolsteinMFG.com. Man, I love Myron. He you never know what he's going to say but you always know it's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. we got some good we got some good nuggets on I love that he brought up the fact that don't you don't have to cook your brisket the day of. Yeah. Vak sealing is a game changer. And let's face it
2: for someone like Myron Mixon who we all like appreciate and look up to and you know, will listen to Listen, there's a guy that just said, the guy just said, it's okay to re-therm your barbecue. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be right off the pit to be great. Now, he did say the best way to get it is right off the pit, but he but was he right. You don't lose anything, but you're still going to have great barbecue if you know how to cook great barbecue. You just got to, it's how you bring it back to life is what matters and how you preserve it. You know, until you get to that point. So
1: Yeah, that was great. Well <sighs>
2: folks need to not be afraid to yeah. <coughs> reheat barbecue, but do it in the right way.
1: So. Yeah, and, and in a in a vac sealed bag in a in a pot, essentially almost like a sous- vide. Right. Is is definitely the best way to go because you don't lose any moisture in the oven. You don't dry it out. You don't have any of that stuff going on. But it's time now for our all things barbecue product spotlight. And their website is atbbq.com. All Things Barbecue has all the tools and accessories you need to take your barbecue to the next level. So get fired up and get the supplies to do it at All Things Barbecue. So, Todd, I know you got something to share.
2: You you bet. And All Things Barbecue right now is still running. You have one more chance for their big holiday giveaway. Ran for October, November, and you still can get in for December. Um, And they also have some great gift ideas. If you go out, they've got an awesome gift guide that I was looking through today. So we're going to talk... About vinegars, and I've never done this. I've never plugged my own product, Um, but we're talking vinegars, and really one of my favorite products of my own is the Tar Heel Tang sauce, and it's a vinegar sauce. And when I was thinking about this segment, I was thinking we could talk about vinegar sauces, but really vinegar plays so much into barbecue and into recipes that I thought, you know, let's talk about vinegars in general. So Tar Heel Tang is my, what I call my kind of homage to uh, the Carolina region, specifically the Piedmont region. There's kind of three different barbecue regions in North Carolina. And the Piedmont's the largest, and it's probably the one we associate maybe with the most. It's, um, you know, their sauce is very thin, very vinegar forward, but it has tomato, crushed red pepper, a little, little salt, a little sugar, very, very simple. But then you have people that, that, you know, take off from that. So the yep. Tar Heel Tang sauce at all things barbecue, $7.99. And, and what I did with Tar Heels, I took that same basic Piedmont style principle, and replace the crushed red pepper that's traditional with a habanero mash. And it sounds like because it's habanero, would be hotter. It really maintains about the same heat because it's a mash. It's a fermented ha- habanero.
1: So you get all the flavor of the chili.
2: You get a lot of fruitiness. You get a lot of fruitiness from the pepper um, while maintaining a lot of heat, but but it's it's more like a crush red, so um try some tar Heel tang pork chicken fish it's great fried food uh, it's one of my favorites, so Tarhill tang from plowboys barbecue at all things barbecue seventy ninety nine a bottle
1: yes, all right, beautiful,
2: <clears throat> so vinegar uh you know, we just talked about some barbecue sauce and um vinegar is. you know we think about Carolinas when we think vinegar, but you know there's vinegar in. Kansas City and everyone thinks that Kansas City sauce is all molasses, but there's a lot of
1: vinegar. It's all about no, some of the old G can OG Kansas City sauces actually aren't that what I would call a Casey Masterpiece style, right? right. Uh, And some people like that and don't. If you go have a a Bryant's or a Gates sauce, it is definitely a tomato based sauce. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of Bryant's, and that might, you know, I might get some ire for that. I don't like the texture of it. I think it's a little gritty from the mm-hmm. how they produce it, but like Gate sauce was my go-to for brisket forever. Yeah. I, I loved to Gate sauce.
2: Yep, yep. So, so um yeah, vinegar is is a very common popular something we probably don't think about or talk about much when we when we're talking barbecue, but you know there's different um well, first let's talk about where vinegar comes from. It comes from that fermenting process and that produces alcohol and then What you're using is that, um, acetic acid that comes from that process. And so we've got balsamic vinegars, red wine vinegars, white wine vinegars. Yeah.
1: Prosecco vinegar, which I like to use in some things. It's, yeah.
2: So it all starts with a grain, a fruit, a nut. Um, and so some of the, you know, apple cider is, probably the most popular when it comes to barbecue a lot of you know you're spritzing with apple uh, cider or apple cider vinegar um, a lot of the original like when i first started cooking and was doing pork butts a lot of times i was using apple cider vinegar mixed with you know different things yeah um <clears throat> so um yeah so one of the red wine vinegar is also one that we use a lot in barbecue. And so I've got a recipe. This is one of the this was one of the original like ones that Randy and I, who Randy yep. is my brother-in-law with uh started Plowboys with me. And so we did whenever we did pork loin or pork chops, we used this recipe. And it's a uh apple cider vinegar with um a little red wine vinegar. And it's, uh, it's the marinade that they use at the Missouri State Fair for the Missouri pork producers, Pork Shop oh, Tent. Oh, yeah. And very, very popular. Um, been there for eons. But um, it's two cups of soy sauce, a half cup of apple cider vinegar. We would then add another quarter cup of red wine vinegar, a half a cup brown sugar, A teaspoon of black pepper, garlic powder, and a teaspoon of uh, powdered ginger, which ginger is also goes very well with pork.
1: So combine all of that. And that's really going to, I mean, the the acid's already going to be bright, but that ginger really brightens all the flavors and kind of brings them together ginger
2: brings a fruitiness to the palate as well um so combine all that and pour over either chops or what we'll do is we'll take whole pork loins and cut them into maybe fourths and then brine them in smaller packages like that and let them sit for at least a couple of hours. I So the thing with acid is, uh, there's two ways to cook protein. One is with heat and the other is with acid. And that's where like ceviche comes from. So you need to be careful how long you're letting things sit in acid, particularly something like a poultry or a pork, because you're going to start um, cooking. Denaturing the protein. Yeah, you're gonna denature the protein. That's why when sometimes when you take something out of uh, a high acid marinade, it's all white. The flesh is all white on the protein. It's because it's been cooked, essentially.
1: Yeah, I use that example with chicken breasts all the time. You forget that you had them sitting there in Italian dressing in a Ziploc in the fridge. You get there that you've, oh, I had those. The next day you go to get them, and yeah, they're white or gray, and it's because the acid in there has cooked the exterior of that protein. Yep.
2: So take these chops or take these, uh, you know, fourths of a pork loin, throw them on the smoker, throw them on the grill, cook them to 145. Don't season them. Just cook them like that. Oh, man, they're so good. So good.
1: And so, you know, when you're using the acid as part of that front end of the process, you're getting a few things out of it. You're getting the flavor to get into the meat with the rest of those seasonings that are in there because you're starting to break down that protein. That's also creating tenderness.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, if if you've got a piece of meat that's a tougher cut, an acid is going to do that. But then on the back end, when you start to put acids in your sauces or as part of a glaze, what that really does that is special with barbecue is it takes those fatty cuts and it cuts through the fat so that you get that rich texture but then you don't have to have it coat your tongue and take away the rest of the flavor the acid brings all of that back to you
2: yeah and that's where you talked about a glaze that's where a balsamic really is nice to come in or you know reduce some red wine vinegar and uh, but again apple cider vinegar is probably the most popular but um, there's a lot of other fun, you know, vinegars out there. I mean, you can get vinegar from you know about yeah, anything. I,
1: I make some sauces with a prosecco vinegar because it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. a little bit less pungent than a white wine. We want to thank Myron Mixon for being on the show again. Check him out at MyronMixon.com or follow his Instagram at Myron.Mixon. And don't forget to head on over to ATBBQ.com and pick up some Plowboys, Fin and Feather Rub. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we are excited to bring you Smoke and Magic for more holiday recipe fun. And we'll keep the pits lit until next time here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday.
4: We build a grid. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com.
5: We build a grill. Holstein Manufacturing.
4: Holstein Manufacturing. We build the grill.